Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading from the One Year Chronological Bible, and today's reading is for April 26th. The Siege of Rabbah. 1 Chronicles 20, verse 1. In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, Joab led out the armed forces. He laid waste the land of the Ammonites and went to Rabbah and besieged it. But David remained in Jerusalem. Joab attacked Rabbah and left it in ruins. 2 Samuel 11, 1. In the spring, at that time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. David and Bathsheba, 2 Samuel 11, 2-13. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a, be- a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, She is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her. She came to him, and he slept with her. Now she was purifying herself from her monthly uncleanness. Then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent word to David, saying, I am pregnant. So David sent this word to Joab, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent him to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked him how Joab was, how the soldiers were, and how the war was going. Then David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah left the palace, and a gift from the king was sent after him. But Uriah slept at the entrance to the palace with all his master's servants and did not go down to his house. David was told Uriah did not go home. So he asked Uriah, Haven't you just come from a military campaign? Why didn't you go home? Uriah said to David, The ark and Israel and Judah are staying in tents, and my commander Joab and my lord's men are camped in the open country. How could I go to my house to eat and drink and make love to my wife? As surely as you live, I will not do such a thing. Then David said to him, Stay here one more day, and tomorrow I will send you back. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. At David's invitation, he ate and drank with him, and David made him drunk. But in the evening, Uriah went out to sleep on the mat among his master's servants. He did not go home. David arranges for Uriah's death. 2 Samuel 11, 14-27 In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. In it, he wrote, Put Uriah out in front where the fighting is fiercest. Then withdraw from him so he will be struck down and die. So while Joab had the city under siege, he put Uriah at a place where he knew the strongest defenders were. When the men of the city came out and fought against Joab, some of the men in David's army fell. Moreover, Uriah the Hittite died. Joab sent David a full account of the battle. He instructed the messenger, When you have finished giving the king this account of the battle, The king's anger may flare up and he may ask you, why did you get so close to the city to fight? Didn't you know they would shoot arrows from the wall? Who killed Abimelech, son of Jerob Barasheth? Didn't a woman drop an upper millstone on him from the wall so that he died in Thebes? Why did you get so close to the wall? If he asks you this, then say to him, moreover, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead. The messenger set out and when he arrived, he told David everything Joab had sent him to say. The messenger said to David, The men overpowered us and came out against us in the open, but we drove them back to the entrance of the city gate. Then the archers shot arrows at your servants from the wall, and some of the king's men died. Moreover, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead. 
David told the messenger, say this to Joab, don't let this upset you. The sword devours one as well as the other. Press the attack against the city and destroy it. Say this to encourage Joab. When Uriah's wife heard that her husband was dead, she mourned for him. After the time of mourning was over, David had her brought to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing David had done displeased the Lord. Nathan rebukes David, 2 Samuel 12, 1-12. The Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to him, he said, There were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb he had bought. He raised it and grew up with him and his children. He shared his food, uh, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now, a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who had come. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for that lamb four times over, because he did such a thing and had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you all Israel and Judah. And if all this had been too little... I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now therefore the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. This is what the Lord says. Out of your own household, I'm going to bring calamity on you. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to the one who is close to you, and he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all Israel. David confesses his guilt, 2 Samuel 12, 13 and 14. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. You're not going to die. But because by doing this you have shown utter contempt for the Lord, the son born to you will die. Psalm 51. For the director of music, a psalm of David, when the prophet Nathan came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful, from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence or take the Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, you who are God my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. 
You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous, in burnt offerings offered whole. Then bowls will be offered on your altar. Bathsheba's child dies, 2 Samuel 12, 15-23. After Nathan had gone home, the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife had borne to David, and he became ill. David pleaded with God for the child. He fasted and spent the nights lying in sackcloth on the ground. The elders of his household stood beside him to get him up from the ground, but he refused and he would not eat any food with them. On the seventh day, the child died. David's attendants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they thought, while the child was still living, he wouldn't listen to us when we spoke to him. How can we now tell him the child is dead? He may do something desperate. David noticed that his attendants were whispering among themselves, and he realized the child was dead. Is the child dead? He asked. Yes, they replied. He is dead. Then David got up from the ground. After he had washed, put on lotions, and changed his clothes, he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house, and at his request they served him food, and he ate. His attendants asked him, Why are you acting this way? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept. But now that the child is dead, you get up and eat. He answered, While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. I thought, Who knows? The Lord may be gracious to me and let the child live. But now that he is dead, why should I go on fasting? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him, but he will not return to me. The birth of Solomon, 2 Samuel 12, 24 and 25. Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba, and he went to her and made love to her. She gave birth to a son, and they named him Solomon. The Lord loved him. And because the Lord loved him, he sent word through Nathan the prophet to name him Jedidiah. David's children, 2 Samuel 5, 14-16. These are the names of the children born to him. There, Shemua, Shohab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Nepheg, Jephia, Elishama, Eliada, and Eliphleth. 1 Chronicles 14, 3-7. In Jerusalem, David took more wives and became the father of more sons and daughters. These are the names of the children born to him there. Shamua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Elphalet, Noga, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishua, Beliada, and Eliphlet. 1 Chronicles 3, 5-9. And these were the children born to him there. Shamua, Shobab, Nathan, and Solomon. There, these four were by Bathsheba's daughter of Amiel. There were also Ibhar, Elishua, Eliphlet, Noga, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishama, Eliada, and Elphlet. Nine in all. All these were the sons of David, besides his sons by his concubines, and Tamar was their sister. That's the end of the reading for April 26th. Well, there is, there is a lot here. Uh, obviously very... Um, famous part of the story uh, of David. So the basic thing, of course, we, we it begins with David and Bathsheba. Um, you know, when we just read it and we, and we know of how great David was and how God blessed David and, and the line of David and, uh, and all of that into the future, um, sometimes we can just kind of overlook 
the terrible sins that were committed here by David. Uh, Bathsheba, I think, is often seen as someone who uh, made a mistake or lured David. But I think the reality of it is that uh, is that David decided that he was going to take another man's wife and have sex with her. And that's exactly what he did. And in a sense, uh, it doesn't call it rape here, as we will see soon about a rape. And yet Bathsheba had no choice. She had to go to the king and she had to do what he said. And then we see the fallout from that. Uh, we see David trying to cover it up by bringing uh, Uriah home and a couple times trying to get him to go sleep with his wife so that they could say it was his son, um, his child. And then he decides to have him killed, puts him in the front line and decides this is how we're going to take care of it. And then he brings her as his wife. Uh, Nathan, the prophet, goes to confront him. David sends him to him and points out his sins and that uh, the consequence is going to be that the son dies. Now, this is all God's sovereignty and what he decides to do, right? In some cases, he uh, kills the person who has committed a terrible sin. Sometimes he takes away their kingship. Uh, In this case, God had decided this is what's going to happen. And he takes his, his son and his son dies. Uh, and yet, he's going to continue uh, to to bless David and his kingship and his future. Uh, but one of the keys that we're given here is that David does confess his sin. Now, it takes the prophet to come and tell him a story and for David to be caught in his sin. But then he confesses and he knows he has sinned against God, number one. And then we have Psalm 51, and uh, this is a psalm that, um, that I have read several times, that I have prayed several times. And the verse that really sticks out to me is verse 17. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. And that's where I um, come to often with a broken heart because of my sin to ask God for his forgiveness, knowing that he will forgive me, but to also come with with a broken heart because that's where he wants me when I recognize my sin. That's where I want to be when I sin, not just to take it for granted or because maybe someone else doesn't see this particular sin, um, but to recognize that I have sinned. And that I need to come to God with a contrite heart and that he will forgive me and make me new. Father, thank you for your word today, for this part of David's life that we see and, and the terrible consequences that we're about to see that are going to come from all of this. But Father, I pray that you would help me to be sensitive to my sin. I know I fail every day. I want to honor you. But Lord, when I do, help me to have that broken and contrite heart before you, to recognize my sin, to ask forgiveness, and to know because you are just, you will forgive. And I pray that I would live in that spirit with you and thank you 
for your love and justice and forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen.